0: and welcome to another amazing This Week in CLG podcast presented by Spectrum. My name is Stephanie Harvey, also known as Miss Harvey, and today I'm joined with two of our fabulous League of Legend Legends, <laughs> <laughs> Gods. Uh, I'm with Jonathan, the League of Legend GM, as well as Myra, our Hello. CLG Fate Manager. How are you guys?
1: I'm pretty good. I'm pretty Pretty good, pretty good. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to hang
0: out. Oh, uh, we had a little bit of tech issues when we joined, and, and that's what, that's why we're a little late. And uh, you're doing great. You're just chilling. I was stressing a little bit, <laughs> but we're live. So we're good. We're good. Uh, we're happy to be back for a... Am I mistaken? Is this a season three of the Sick and CLG? Or four? Or the fourth? I'm, I'm blanking out. Twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two? Twenty-two? 23. This is season 4 of this against CLG and this is the fourth season that we have spectrum as a partner so we're super happy to be rejoined for another year of spectrum and the goal is to do more of these obviously in house video I look like I'm um, in a ghost movie like that (laughs) wouldn't you agree so we're working on the lighting for the next time if you're listening on your favorite podcast uh, we'll try to make sure that we're not just making jokes that you can hear about. Cause so, <laughs> and they're all visual, but I did look like a ghost in the house. Um, and so, first of all, there was a long break. For us, it's a long break. LCS yeah. and League of Legends seasons and all the rumors and all the things. And we're going to be jumping into the topic a little bit later, but how has your break been? Have you both been able to chill? Or is it, like, is off-season actually insane for staff? I mean...
1: For me, being new to sort of the professional level, it's kind of funny because in-season, there's times where off days don't exist. You're just kind of going and going and going. And then once you hit off-season, you have these three weeks of literally nothing happening. Then free agency opens, and then everything is on fire. So we had a few weeks where it was, we can chill, you know, after Worlds went on, like everything's cool, hanging out. And then once that contract free agency opens, or even for you a little before it, once it opens, everything's on fire, but you get a few weeks of hanging out. Yeah, mine's, mine's extra hectic just because,
2: like, we basically have our season that wraps up. The more, and obviously, the better you do, the longer that part yeah. goes, right? So, if you're making it decently far into playoffs, like, we had a pretty good run, so mm-hmm. we made it pretty far. So, that gets you a little further into the calendar and then you kind of go into that, like, like Myra said, like a couple of weeks of just, there's just nothing. Like, the season's still going, you're done, you're kind of doing your end of season interviews, you're talking about how things went, setting, you know, like, okay, we, we set goals for ourselves. Did we meet them? Did we not? You talked all, I you want know, to get all the feedback that you could possibly want to get from everyone and you start to kind of like build your plan for next year and then there's just this kind of weird gap before other teams are also caught up to you and, you know, doing the same thing once everyone's kind of finished their year and then once everyone comes back, you're immediately like by November or even earlier, sometimes in like mid-October, you're already on the grind, you're talking to teams, you're you know, trying to figure out where you're going to go, what things are going to change. What contract adjustments you want to make, even if you're not making any roster moves, like we did. Like we're always looking at, you know, what changes can we make with our current players? Can we extend contracts? Is there staffing changes we need to do? Do we need to change how we're doing certain things in the office? Like there's always more to think about and plan, and that's your like best time of the year to do it because once everyone's back in January, like Myra said, there's not a lot of days off. Like the office is in use pretty much every single day. Yeah. So like, if you want to make big changes, like that's that's your window.
0: Yeah. And one thing to know is we had Worlds in NA this year. yeah So you were actually in town for that uh in new york so that also added to like not that much of a free time during the yeah
2: i probably traveled more in that month doing that and a couple like just fun little vacations and trips than i have in the last like two three years combined
0: you went to i'm so jealous i have to i have to mention it it. you went (laughs) to vegas at uh when we were young festival i think
2: so to first, first concert or festival i've ever been to no way okay <laughs> this is unreal okay oh at uh, the bar problematic very jealous
0: very jealous uh, there's so many surprises. And i think you were mentioning it that next year's already sold out while you were at the event
2: yeah before the event even started they started doing tickets for the next year and like, it was one of those things where like if you get in you're lucky you buy your tickets and, like it would let us in we'd try to buy tickets and it just Keep saying like oh, over, over. Uh, no tickets, no yeah. tickets. There's not left. There's no tickets. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right.
0: So off-season League of Legends is when you need to go see when we were young. Uh, <laughs> That's
2: right. All right.
0: So um, as you, as I mentioned, we have these two for 30 minutes. So chat. I do have my chat somewhere on this. I'm struggling with with the, my technical stuff. Yeah, I do have it here. So if you have any question, I saw we have some newcomers shining drake it seems like it's the first time you tune in make sure to drop your question at the end of the show we're going to take them so don't drop it now keep it for now uh and then we have Fonza. i think he might be a friend of yours because he said yay. um and so someone is saying that they love your beard for thank, example. You, thank you
2: exactly.
1: i love
0: it too and so uh, if you have any a uh, question keep them in chat because at the end we're going to take anything that you ask one fun fact that I learned recently. Did you know that people that have beard in boxing and like MMA and that kind of stuff, it reduces yes. like yes. 30% of the knocks if you yeah, have a beard. Yeah, because
2: the surface area of the hair disperses yeah. the, force of the punch and so it's actually like shock absorption. So you're combat ready. Yeah. So you're basically. actually <laughs> combat ready. And
0: I this is for all fighters out there, please grow a beard. Like why would you not? I'm yeah. going that fact. Insane. Um all right. So <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's talk a bit um Gaming news. So this is a segment that we want to bring back. We had that season one. Want to bring it back for season four as we have interns and people working on the broadcasts uh, more. But news, gaming news. Okay. So um, there's a lot of changes in the last couple. I would say six months. A lot of orgs are dropping staff or cutting departments and whatnot. But one of the most famous famous org in North America. Um, you might not know, know what the org, but it's called. It was called E United. Shut down this weekend. Um and I I I kind of just want to lean towards saying that I'm grateful that we at TLG um can be doing this for a living. Uh, because it's not always easy to get the support if you're on the org. Um and it, it's sad, it's always sad to see on our close because mm-hmm. you get opponents that are so are leveling up the the field, right? With like yeah. partners, mm-hmm. like the same thing that happened with Penda, yes, you know. We are kind of competitors, but at the same time, it kind of sucks to see everybody leaving that pen and boat, even though there is a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what you think about that, but it, yeah, it's sad to see Ord closes.
1: Yeah, I mean, way back in the day, United used to be the the calendar. So even though they haven't been involved in a while, they're kind of OGs of the scene, yeah. so it's always sad to see them go. Also, shout out, Clerky, good, good friend, used to, used to run a lot of their league stuff over there, and they've had a lot of good players come up through the years, a lot of... A lot of now they have. Licorice was in there, Yeah, right? Licorice definitely in no. So basically yeah. when I was
2: on C9, we were going to make a team with them. And then I kind of had some friends over at United that I was like, you guys should pick these guys up, take a look at them. And they ended up agreeing and taking a bunch of them. So for me, it was actually fun to watch them when they in the Challenger team because there were a lot of the players that I had been wanting to work with. And then obviously they went through that. And then some of them actually came back and ended up working with At C9, at the team 2018 of like academies thing was created and yep. split those throughout. Yeah, exactly. So for, for me it was like a really cool experience working stuff like that. when on United it's also cool because I think they did really great in the space and stuff like that. Yeah, they were already pretty, pretty famous
0: program. in COD. I know that they had released their last team, I think it was Apex in December. So mm-hmm. it was looking great before e United, but it's always sad to see um see them actually close. One more question on the news, and this one is heavily League related, is um, the new time zone stuff that's been happening. So, if you are just joining us and you don't follow League at all, there were some changes with the North American League of Legends timing and days of broadcast. It was swapped to weekdays instead of a weekend, and then it was at noon PST, 3 Eastern Time, and then they announced yesterday, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yesterday. Um, that they would swap it to two PM Pacific time as well
2: as five PM Eastern time thoughts. Yeah, so I think the big thing for me is I think the fans were pretty vocal of like having concerns about being able to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Like obviously a lot of the PST people are the most affected because that is kind of work day for most folks. So like for them they're the most affected and I think even people in the eastern time zone, right? Like if you work till five you probably missed a couple of games. So I think most people were pretty vocal that this is probably gonna impact me quite a bit and I'm just glad the league is able to get it into a time zone where more people in North.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm from the East Coast. You are even Eastern in East Coast. <laughs> Very East Coast, yeah. Uh, for me, as a uh, as someone that consumes gaming stuff, 5 p.m. is perfect because um, mm. it would last all evening. For West Coast, 2 p.m. I don't know how West Coast usually consume their their media, mm. uh, but it seems to be a decent timing. Yeah, it's like a good compromise. Yeah, it's a good compromise.
1: Yeah, I'm always it's always good that Riot's listening to the community on that. There's definitely a lot of pushback, so. Hopefully viewership holds up well with the new time change and hopefully things go well. But I'm always happy when they actually listen to community yeah. feedback, so that's really good. Yeah, they
0: were also quick on the trigger. They didn't wait yeah. like, oh, it didn't work at week one. Let's try yeah. week two. Yeah. They were like, you know what? Let's let's, yeah, let's just fix this yeah. before it's a problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So pretty grateful for that. I see questions are in chat. I'm excited. This is like the, the new beginning for this. You can see LG. also doing it live. Ooh. The first one is great. Um, But questions, keep your questions because I'm going to lose them in chat in the next couple of, uh, of minutes. So keep them for later uh, and make sure to repost them whenever I call for it. This is now one of our standard segment, segment. It's called This Week in CLG. Is this the first time on the show? Yeah. Your first time? Yeah, and then I think I've been on a couple. Once times. or twice. Yeah. So This Week in CLG, uh, last week in CLG, excuse me. So what happened? Obviously, back from Christmas break, not a lot of things happened, but we did have... Uh, two things. The CLG Red CSGO team went to Sweden for an award show. It was the first time that we had HLTV.org awards, so it's a website um, that has news about Counter-Strike. It's been there for 20 years. And they're doing an award show, When they had Simple and a bunch of other people. The Red Girls were nominated for Best Counter-Strike Women Team, uh, along with Nigma Galaxy, as well as Furia from Brazil. They didn't win, but I think it was a great motivation uh, for them to win it next year. So yeah. this is really exciting. Uh, they love their experience and were super, super excited that they had to, they were there for the first event. Um, also, one uh, news is that we parted ways with our Fortnite uh, roster. Um, we stepped down, so we said farewell to Tokada Clarity in Ager. So if you were a big fan of, of these three players, and just the Fortnite community in general, we want to say that it was a hard decision, but it was something that was necessary at the time, and we freaking love them. Look at that. He's a great human, We've, he's been at CLG for like four years now, so yeah. it was definitely a hard moment for us. So this is what happened last week in CLG. Anything I'm missing on the league side? Not much, there right? There was, there, was was like there, was
2: the, there was the kickoff event, which was yes! like a, a fun little event. Was it Contract? Yes, yeah, so Contract's mm-hmm. playing on
1: Team, team Boomers, which <laughs> yeah! was interesting. But, uh, he's think, a week he's a week older than me. That makes me feel bad. Yeah.
0: Probably, is that because the average pro is low? he is very just started yeah, when he
1: was very young. He started though. when he was like 16. Oh, they were doing it off of uh, career length,
2: not age age. Yeah. So he actually was like calendar age a little bit younger than some of the players on the other team, but the other players in the team hadn't played pro for nearly as long. So oh, his so long because okay. he started so young.
0: Okay. One thing that I I that's they should have mentioned that cuz one thing that really um they might have mentioned it but in the promo I didn't, I didn't see it I didn't watch it but uh there's one type of discrimination that we don't talk a lot about and it's like age discrimination and in ageism from either like being young or being yeah. too old is something that I really care about because I'm an old person in gaming and so this for me was kind of a weird take on it cuz it yeah. was like discriminating boomers for yeah or old gamers for being old so I was like I'm sure i'm a
2: fan of that one yeah it was also kind of funny too because stick was supposed to be on team boomer as well but he wasn't feeling well and so uh, the 80 carry under him at golden like guardians 20. is like a super young like only played for like a couple of splits player ray and so he came in to fill so the, the zoomers were like you know a bunch of younger guys and then boomers also had two younger players as well so it was it was kind of just a bunch of young players okay like, like three old players so it was a, it was a very funny event but i think a lot of the point of the kickoff event is just to be like a fun exhibition in okay, okay. the year off where they basically line it up so, like, you know, one region goes and then as they finish, the next region kicks off. So it's like you kind of watch it as one thing. So, for, ah, doing
0: days. so that's kind of the idea.
1: It was also cool. I was there in person just watching it from the crowd. It was really cool because they brought all of the players from all the LCS teams into the crowd. So the atmosphere was really funny. I'm sure fans saw, too, uh, Fudge got, well, Sven was on as a desk guest on the stage, and he started uh, bantering with uh, Fudge in the crowd, something to do with his, like, deadlifts or something, and that just started this chain of, like, the C9 guys yelling at each other, like, playfully, from the desk to the crowd, and there started being, like, more, like, interaction of the pros in the crowd, because no one knew, like, are we supposed to, like, golf clap, are we all supposed to, like, jeer about it, That it was, like once that ice got broken, it was really, really fun, like, in-person atmosphere. I'm not sure how it came out on stream, but it was pretty good. Like, the like, even though it was like, a, I mean, the boomers aren't that old and it was like, yeah, kind yeah. of for fun matches. I mean, the vibes were good in there. Everyone seemed to be having fun, especially when they brought players on stage. There's uh, there's that one clip of Jensen getting interviewed during draft and contracts leading in to bug him about, hey, bro, what's your pick? Please hurry up. So, it was pretty good. Over- I thought it was a fun experience overall, but you know, yeah, it's, it's a definitely yeah. a different way to start
2: the season. I think the, big, the thing, big thing that's really cool too is that they had the like uh, basically the casters and the analyst desk just on a little oh, table on the so edge awesome. of the stage, so I love they're, that. they're literally like shouting distance to which that happen.
1: Yeah. Whereas usually they have them on like a stage, a
2: little bit away from. Uh,
1: them. I really hope they go back to that at some point. Like maybe not for like important matches, well, like, for just like fun, like lower
2: yeah. stakes games. Like just, yeah, if like, they ever
1: do stuff with like casters or content creators, I think it's a really cool
2: format. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Um, so that was last week in CLG. Hopefully you didn't miss any of that, but it's okay if you did because we're also going to have another segment later called this week in CLG where you'll be able to tune in on on a bunch of stuff that happened main topic right now. Okay. So we're here to talk. of legend. Uh, I, we, you've talked about this and then Greg has talked about this as well in videos and whatnot but this is live so we get to kind of like not have a script so this is (laughs) kind of fun for me uh we announced that we were running it back with exactly the same roster and as someone that is in clg not in charge of the roster seeing things right underneath uh, right next to it but also interacting with these five lcs players uh so we didn't change for those tuning in for the first time we didn't change anyone on our lcs roster i am freaking excited <laughs> because I love these five person and they are like I got to know them at worlds and they frankly impressed me with their uh attitude with their um discipline with their work ethic but also with their like feeling like they belong at CLG which is is unique from LCS teams I'm not gonna lie I've worked with a lot of LCS players before and that feels different
2: yeah, I mean I think that the great thing for us is that we're really happy with the players and they're really happy with us. So like yeah. we've kind of had this really cool relationship where we're not trying to like, you know, put this mountain of pressure on them and they understand like they could put the pressure on themselves, right? Like we kind of joked about it a lot last year that for management our we didn't come in demanding like you must finish top five, top four. There was no like you must finish X, Y, or Z. It was just we want you guys to get better, we want you to improve, we want every split to be better than the last. And like that was kind of like the, the broad goal, right? And then throughout the split as things started going Better in summer the players were like hey i think we can do really well and so they were the ones setting the goal like let's mm-hmm. keep pushing let's keep pushing and so i think they really appreciated that we weren't putting the pressure on them and that they could keep working towards that and so going into this year we're hoping like, keep moving that forward right mm-hmm. making more improvements and i think this year is also you know really interesting because from all the different teams in the league there's a lot of cool stories on each team so now each team has you know got their cool narrative we've got like that we ran it back and we had this really great summer last year there's you know Dignitas has made a big splash by pulling together some of the veterans that were kind of mainstays or big names on a bunch of other teams. So like there's kind of like these cool stories all throughout the league that makes it a lot more interesting for each of the teams yeah. instead of just having like a couple of teams that have consolidated some of the biggest names and then being kind of like the main characters and how they succeed or fail is kind of how the script goes. Whereas now it's everyone's got their own kind of thing that they're doing, which I think super awesome.
0: What uh, do you think about the roster changes in other teams? Uh, I assume you followed it a yeah, little bit. Yeah. Um, are you excited, for example, about the hundred teams reunion? Or
1: <laughs> I mean, the the big thing is like a lot of people pulling out power rankings. Obviously, there's a lot of big name players. Uh, a lot of cool Korean imports this year. Po sick to TL. Uh, Vicla coming over as well. Like, there's a lot of big name people coming in, and with us being the only team to run it back, I, every time I see. Uh, every time I see power rankings, it seems like people don't like to consider what synergy and what team cohesion can do for people. So I'm really excited for this year because it's really, really rare for a team to run back all five, especially like a team that didn't just win the championship. I think the last time it was like, what, like 100 Thieves after they won or something. Something like that. Yeah. So like it's really rare, and like not that we did bad by any means, but like to come back like from a split where we finished like fifth. With the same roster i think it gives us a big advantage at least out of the gate compared to other teams especially those like if you have imports obviously there's language culture things that you're trying to get used to if you're putting together guys who've never played together there's synergy how do you want to play what's your team's stylistic identity how do you actually want to approach things just from base levels like what draft priority do we get right like not everyone can be the star and especially when you bring in a lot of big-name players from other teams and put them together, like, who's willing to take a little step back, and not everyone can be the guy. So where we have five five guys who've already played a whole, well, three-quarters of a year with Dokla moving up in between the splits, but
0: having them play together,
1: I think it's a huge advantage, especially out of the gate, so I'm really excited. And I'm also really excited to see our rankings be wrong. So, <laughs> Me
0: yeah. too, honestly. I also have to say... This is a fun anecdote, but when we did Worlds in New York, uh, obviously we're owned by MSG, so we did a big event in New York City, we had events every day, I think we did over like 20-ish activations yeah. in yeah. three weeks, and um, we asked our players and staff that, uh, mostly our players, if you want to come, let us know when, and we will we'll try to make it work, and Everybody from the players and the content creators that was in New York was all volunteer mm-hmm. 100%. And we had Dokla, Palafox, uh, Poom, and then a bunch of people from the staff, Croissant, Tinkart like yeah. a bunch of people showed up. Dokla was there three weeks, uh, Croissant was there three weeks. Palafox extended his stay because he was having so much fun. All of it was volunteered, and then they wanted to come and watch the games in the stadium yeah. as an old. Player, if I was out of a tournament, I did not want to see the finals. I did not want to see anything. It was so bad. But they wanted to be there. They wanted to feel the fans, to feel the the stage, and what it could feel like to to just be there. That was like a huge eye opener for me on how much I love these guys. It was it was a great time. And you were part of the reason why this whole thing exists because you and mm-hmm. picked all of them last year. Yeah, right. Last year. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Good effing job, Jonathan. Um, all right. You're also, uh, we had a Korean boot camp during the break. Uh, if you've missed it, we had a lot of content. And I think that we might be on our last
2: or our last book, few, I think. Last
0: few content about the Korean boot camp. So make sure to go check it out on our YouTube. But um, we did, uh, not all the teams are going to Korea. Um, yeah. Is there like something, some significance for us to be going? Um, why do we decide to go every time?
2: Yeah, so for me, I think the boot camp that we did between spring and summer last year was like a really big kind of moment for us. That was like where the team got to spend a lot of time together without the like constant grind of the season where it's a little more free flow, free form, like let's grab food together, then let's play a bunch of games, let's kind of shoot the shit a little bit, just have a little bit of fun. And I think for them, it's like an opportunity to really kind of get those tighter bonds that you don't really want or necessarily have the space to get in a very competitive, high stress season. So for them, it's, Kind of that benefit, while also getting the benefit of very high competition at you know a moment's notice, you can just mm-hmm. queue up within a few minutes. You're in a pretty competitive game usually. Obviously, it takes a little bit of time to rank up your account to get to those higher quality games. But uh, that that boot camp we did in between spring and summer was about four weeks long. This one was about three weeks. Most teams were around kind of like that two to three week range for for this part of the year. Obviously, it's a little more hectic with all the travel around the world, and you know off season is right in the middle of November. So you've got to be pretty quick about getting getting over to Korea if you're going to go. So we kind of went. I think week after the free agency day opened knowing we're probably not going to make a ton of moves so we can pretty quickly make sure we get everyone over there and then obviously everyone had a great time we also brought our entire academy roster to to career with was us. that the first time that we Which did is, that i think it's the first time that's the first time i've ever been on a team that did it I think yeah most me neither i've never heard most of most teams before. will bring a couple of players like yeah. i know golden guardians brought a few of their academy guys out as well so I think it's starting to become more. Not you. (laughs) I think a lot of it probably comes down to availability, (laughs) you know. But yeah, so for us, like we had a lot of it set in stone, or at least pretty close to set in stone, going into free agency. So we were like pretty confident and comfortable that we could get them all there on time and not have too many issues. So we were able to get everyone there, which also helps them a little bit because obviously there was one change in our academy program. So help bring the new guy in a little bit before we're kind of throwing them into the deep end of the season. So uh, for us, it was a really exciting time to get everyone to kind of come together. We flew out a bunch of staff as well. So kind of, like, lets everyone grow together as a team, not just, like, the LCS or the Academy individually, but even just them together so they kind of build that cross-team relationship a little bit so they can share information a little more during the year. But for us, it's, like, a big cultural experience while also being kind of, like, a growth thing for the actual competition side as well.
0: I, I, I... I love our team. Let's just say that. Everything you just said was 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 so good. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to swap question and yeah. ask you something else. Um... NaCl yep. with two CLG teams. Yep. Um first of all, we got selected to have two, so it means so much for us. Uh, it does mean that we're doing something right. Uh, but second, it does mean that your team, CLG Fate is going to have to face your second team. Yeah. Uh, how does it feel like to prepare CLG versus CLG matchups?
1: I mean, on our end, it's really it the guys are taking it in stride. We we think it's fun because I mean, we are on the third team, so I mean, technically, nothing's supposed to happen from our end. So <laughs> anything, anything we do is great. We take a game, hey, that's sick for us. So the pressure's off on my team for these matches. It's all stressful for you guys. You guys lose those games, you're not hearing the end of it in the office. <laughs> but I'm sure the Discord will get lit up. The in Discord's going crazy if we if we win some of those games. But like for us, like coming into that league, uh, it's a big change and like a big change on like what the team identity is too because when you're now with 10 of the former academy now challengers teams as opposed like the whole split as opposed to like facing them at the end as a big tournament uh it means that you need a bigger focus on like your skill level like right now so Mm -hmm. it was a change in philosophy of like what our actual roster was also bringing in uh extra positional coaches for the team too because the big thing about playing at like this level is if you're losing like, at fundamentals like in lane and stuff, like, no matter how good your macro is, if you're down like five kills six minutes in, it doesn't matter. Like, you're you're going to lose games off that. So for us, we really want to level up our players on an individual level so that we are at a fair playing field where we can work on our team cohesion and macro to start bringing it to some of these challenger teams. So I'm super excited for it. And again, like, anytime we face a challenger team, the pressure's on them, right? They, on paper, should beat us every time. So, I mean, if they don't, that's great for us, so I'm, I'm having a good time with it.
2: Yeah, even with the way the league is set up, the, the 10 challenger slots are kind of like, they, they're locked in stone, right? Like, you are guaranteed that spot, you're good to hold on to it, no matter how well or poorly you do, you kind of keep that. For the other six slots, those slots kind of are up for grabs. The bottom four of that six go into a tournament against the upper four from the lower sections, like the lower league, effectively. And they have to fight to keep their their spot, basically. So for a lot of those teams, like, you need to take every single game you can. If you win any single one game, even, you know, it's best of two. If you win one of the two, like, that's a big win. Everything counts, and, like, it really will add up. So for CLG Faith Team, like, every game matters. Even the ones where, like, you're supposed to get 0-2, taking just one. Yeah. Even if it's not the most commanding win, like, they all count. And at the end of the day, like, that's going to be kind of, like, the motto for them going through this year is, like, getting wins wherever they can to try and make it into that top two of the uh-huh. six teams so that they don't have to worry about that extra
1: relegation yeah. tournament. And I mean, like, we're we're all confident as a group, too. I don't think we ever go into a game thinking, like, we can't win. It's just obviously, like, when you are put as an underdog by everyone else, it honestly makes it so much better. Yeah. Because there's no stress of, oh, man, wake can- if I don't win this, oh, God, Reddit's going to tear me up, <laughs> or, like, yeah. there's no stress in that, so, like, we're already confident in ourselves as, like, individuals, and we keep getting better, so, I mean, I'm excited to go into it. It should be super, super fun, and, you know? Maybe after this week, Juves will stop bothering you every time he walks by his yeah, desk. Yeah, Juves, Ju- <laughs> the, uh, the challenger team head coach, uh, likes to uh, wander through the uh, bullpen of desks sometimes and my desk is set up in the bullpen as opposed to where the uh, LCS and Challenger teams are. Oh, oh, I so never realized he's, that. He's Why are you not with them? I, it's it's weird with my team being remote, but it's chill. I like being around everyone else. But mm-hmm. he's walked past a couple times, and he's gone. He's just a horse blinders, doesn't want to look at the screens. He's keeping it fair. That's good. I don't. I mean, it's not a big yeah, deal. You, you could be doing like a Google, something in Google Sheets. I'm like, over... nothing to do with her team, and he's like, hey. No, don't yeah, get shut on the screen like i, don't, I don't want want be advantages here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anytime he walks by, I could literally just be scrolling Twitter. He's like, Ah, don't show me that. He doesn't want <laughs> he doesn't want any leaks. He wants to keep it fair, which I appreciate. So I'm super excited for that match.
0: That's funny. You know, I never realized that you are hanging out with us, not yeah. with like yeah. with, with the people. Know, I'm a little with in the in LCS people and, and the league people. All right, this is your moment, chat. Uh I'm I'm taking my my tablet looking at chat. Uh, we do have a pretty active chat. Uh, post in chat your questions for both of our guests today. It's rare do we have League of Legend guests because they're so busy in the season. It's super hard to get them. And it's going to be even harder this year because you have no breaks.
1: Not really. No, Not, not like until you, in between splits. You
0: work all the time. Um, and so it's going to be even harder. Okay. So Shining Drake has a question. I'm not even fitting it. So hopefully it's not really my question. My question would be uh, regard to the team, uh, especially content-wise. I love the Samsung SSD series. Lots of excellent team chemistry. Can we look forward to more team-based content like that. I'll go with Jonathan.
2: Yeah, so I think the plan for us at least is to have a lot more content. We've actually brought on a new video producer that's yeah. very dedicated to League of Legends. So the goal for us is to have some more recurring content, as much like behind-the-scenes fun stuff as we can get, as well as, you know, other in-game highlights and stuff like that. So hopefully, answer your question, yes, we should have a lot more. Hopefully, it's at a level that you're happy with, and that if it's not, you know, let us know and we can see about
1: leveling it up from there. Yeah, so, yeah. and also, just to add on, too, we've already started doing some of the content, too, of the Korea Boot Camp that have already come out from the new videographer, so it's already going good. Uh, that cat cafe video, yeah. very, very good. Highly recommend. Very cute. So like, I'm very jealous. We already got some videos vlogged. They're yeah, pretty good. Exactly. So hopefully we can keep Not that going. going.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stefan does good stuff. So hopefully going into this year, we can see a lot more.
0: Uh, we have a question about... I'm going to ask you. Are yep. you excited for the season of Yumi?
1: Season of Yumi? Yes. God. Um. Y- so Yumi is... A lovely character that I'm very happy that we have to ban or pick every single scrim. I very much enjoy this season, and I <laughs> really am enjoying it so far. But I actually think bot lane meta is kind of exciting right now because I've been watching uh, a lot of the regional leagues and like LPL and stuff, and like people are trying to find solutions to Yumi past just just ban her. Uh, I think there are solutions, like uh, obviously having Heimer- Heimerdinger push lanes are cool. I've seen people pull up blitz cranks, there's the gin support flying around. Yeah, there's, there's, some wacky stuff. there's some wacky stuff. I don't want to leak things just in case it's things we actually do, but those are ones people know about. But like people seem to be answering Yumi with the just kill her method, which I approve of. So <laughs> uh, I I hope that over time people come to solutions. I don't like obviously like patching it can help, but like I think it's more fun when people come up with some goofy picks to so- Solve the meta as opposed to riot fixing it. So I hope people get real, real creative with it.
0: Thank you. Well, that was a good answer. I don't know a lot of characters in League of Legends, but I definitely know Yumi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Bobby, our friend Bobby, is asking you, Jonathan, what rank do you think he should be? He would be in League of Legends with absolutely no practice, no time commitment, and solo, meaning Blitzcrank. <laughs> oh, Blitzcrank.
2: Listen, I love Bobby, and I, I believe in Bobby no as the next person. But no, that, those are so many mitigating awful factors. Like you'd be probably in a if you could hit silver, and stay silver, that'd be great. And if you could be gold by the end of the season with a bit of time, then you should probably be happy with that. The easiest,
1: <laughs> okay. the easiest way to climb when you're doing like lead rank, especially if you're new, pick one champ. Just, just figure it out. Don't don't yeah. care about tier lists, Just pick one thing and play that thing. So if you're only doing Blitzcrank, that's one bonus.
0: Well, uh, Bobby, you have a future, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, maybe you should queue while while we do Reddit uh, on Thursdays. Just saying. Um, All right, and then one more question, also from Shining Drake. Uh, He might be our new favorite Q&A person, because he's asking a lot of questions. I love it. regards to scrims and synergy, how is the team feeling good into the season? Um, Have we started scrims, and are you allowed to talk about it?
2: Yeah, so I can talk a bit about scrims. Obviously, I'm not going to talk about the specific stuff that's happening in scrims or what we're picking or anything like that, but obviously we've been scrimming since I think about the 5th or 6th of January. We've had actually quite a few media obligations with and internally to try and get a bunch of cool pictures, graphics, videos, and all the rest of it, so it's been kind of broken up a bit with that, so we've been kind of off and on. Uh, I think we're really excited about coming into this year. It's been really nice to kind of just come back in and pick up where we left off. Obviously, everyone's got like some time in the break, some time away, and some time where like the meta has changed quite a bit in the mm-hmm. off season and stuff like that with the new the new competitive season, especially the jungle changes. So for us, it's kind of like getting back on the bike and getting back up to the speed so that we can come, you know, the first week of LCS actually be in a pretty good spot. So I think for us, it's been really exciting to get back onto things and uh, especially with like the new Alienware computers we have. Ooh,
0: little vlog <laughs> in them here. Uh, we do have a new partner Alienware and it's been awesome. Let them them all. <laughs> um. All right, so that was it for the Q&A. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on in this week in CLG before we end this show. Um, we do have our CLG CSGO Red Matches re-kicking tonight. So tune in on to CLG.tv because we're launching season 44 of our CSGO roster. We're super excited about the new changes that we had done. We had done a couple months ago, and now things are starting to gel in and- our goal is, obviously, to make playoffs this season, so this should be really good. Come on CLG.TV uh, tonight, we're going to be hyping up the red game. And also, we have uh, Run It! happening this Thursday, so if you're into fighting games, we do have every Thursday a Fighting Game Tournament. It's open for everyone to join, East Coast, West Coast, in America, Canada, um, and this week, I actually don't know which game it is this week, this is little bit awkward, but it's usually either Guilty Gear, uh, Street Fighter, and any other game.
1: <laughs> Tekken 7, I can see from our producer on the oh, screen. Oh, it's
0: Tekken 7! Yay! <laughs> All right, so Tekken 7, uh, tune in this uh, Thursday, and also you can play in it. Thank you, producer. Thank you, Ryan. Um, <laughs> this is, really, really appreciate it. Any goodbye before we end the show? Any last thoughts?
1: Uh, scrims are going great can't wait for the season excited for our CLG versus CLG first match yeah, <laughs> yeah training for the CLG Civil War will be a good time Come, when is it? Uh, Saturday it's Saturday it's one of the, World, one of the first Saturday matches Saturday at 1pm Pacific time
0: this Saturday and then it's going to be on the League of Legends uh, it's go to like,
2: watch all these sports I'm sure you'll find
0: okay. it okay yeah. <laughs> okay on <laughs> on tweeter. their on their streams not on ours but Saturday 1pm PST time yep. the CLG war is going to happen and uh, yeah, and so we're super excited. There's gonna be another this week in CLG next week. We're trying to do it every week on Monday, but sometimes we have really awesome guests we can't pass on. So we do change the date. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Spectrum, for being there once again with us for another season. It couldn't be happier to have such an amazing partner. And we'll be back next week. On behalf of everyone at CLG Beyond the Scene, our producer, as well as Jonathan and Myra, we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Uh... <laughs>